0: Welcome to Free and Figuring It Out, a weekly podcast hosted by two Brits, Sherelle Griffith and Verity Brown, on a mission to support, empower, and reassure fellow independent millennial women that they can be self-sufficient, successful, and seen.
1: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Free and Figuring It Out. So, this week... The main thing that I'm trying to figure out is kind of work-life balance. So I've been, I don't know if I would say lucky, um, I'm just, I meant to say lucky and it didn't feel like the right word, but I haven't worked um, full-time for about three years now. And that's because I have done kind of consulting work. Um, I've had my own business. Um, I've done coaching, I've done events, I've done lots of different things that's um, brought in money Um, and so I basically haven't worked full-time and then I decided that I really wanted to um, kind of get my finances in control, um, get some savings, um, just you know allow myself more freedom in life so I decided to look at full-time jobs and I started one lecturing business um but I'm also carrying on with everything else <laughs> so <laughs> at the minute my days are kind of 10 hours longish, um and I'm also doing work on the weekend um I'm desperately trying to keep one day like fully fully free mm-hmm. um when we're recording this I realized I hadn't left the house for like five six days because I literally
0: (laughs) you need to get out
1: (laughs) I know but it's just really funny like I'm working like sometimes it's like eight till six eight till seven depending on the day and then like we eat dinner and then Mm. you know and because like I live with other people it's not like I'm fully in charge obviously if I wanted to go out I could but we eat dinner and then we sit down and watch like our series that we're watching and then I go to bed you know so there's and like, I'm not the type that's like, oh, it's half six, let's go outside and walk. I'm like, no, 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 it's half six and this bed is super cozy. I'm staying in. Yeah. So, and I'm going to like journal and read and stuff. So, yeah, I'm just figuring that out because actually it's probably like 55 hours screen time minimum as well, which
0: is a lot of screen time.
1: Good. Um, so that's what I'm trying to figure out at the minute. Um, my partner has been a godsend, and I've actually noticed, and I'm hoping this is a, a nice side effect of this working lots, I'm basically not eating. Like I'm just I'm so busy. So she's been making me smoothies. So I've been having smoothies like as my breakfast, and then maybe at like one or two I'll have like a nibble of something, but I'm so busy, I just I don't have time. So I'm just like biting something and then I'll just eat at dinner. So yeah, so that, so it's, my life's like flipped 360 in this past like month or so. Um, And I obviously want to protect my mental health. I want to protect my physical health. Like the thing that I have been doing is whenever I've got a bit of a breather, I've been putting on a song it either goes one of two ways it either goes musicals that way or it goes emo that way oh, yeah. so depending on the mood <laughs> <laughs> and i just spend like 5 minutes like f- throwing my body around and trying to like move it because it gets so stagnant so mm. yeah i'm sure there's lots of other people in this situation especially with covid like really being stuck to a screen but um so any tips are welcome but yeah it's it's been quite interesting
0: so I have two that. things to say which is one you need to eat some lunch love <laughs> you've got to eat because yeah. it also it, it's just important I'm not saying you have to go and have some gourmet free course meal or whatever but getting into that habit of trying to find a gap in your schedule you can't have lunch I think lunch is I've been one of those people that I was always quite sacred about it even when I had a job like you know there'd be people that wouldn't take their lunch and I always was like no we need to actually have a very productive afternoon we have to eat something for our bodies and refuel like refuel ourselves like it is important Mm. so that's my one thing is try and start doing something for lunch and two it's like our lives are completely swapped because that was my (laughs) life forever you know I was thinking that (laughs) Years, I was the one that had two and a half hour commute, had a full time job, and then I would be doing propel her. I would run my own marketing consultancy, and I was doing free and figuring it out on mm. top of it. And mm-hmm. it would be like hours and hours, like all the late nights, all the weekends. <laughs> and it's so funny. Yeah. I'm like, a two was just floating around, <laughs> and now <that laughs> we're just the complete opposite. Like the time is so weird how that's happened. Funny,
1: we are opposites though. We are, we are. I feel like the universe is, is kind of. Asked us to be the the yin and yang to <laughs> represent to millennial women across the land, <laughs> but yeah, it's funny what you say about lunch. I was a stickler for lunch when I worked in an office. I would have my hour if I was given an hour. I have my half hour. I would leave the office. I would. I was really focused. I think just at the minute, it's it's just so much work at the minute that um I. I'm just forgetting to
0: <laughs> that's why I'm saying like like if you used to be a stickler when you had a job you have it in you at, to mm. just try and set that boundary yeah being like this is what I do and the, the reason why I say it is like the as I said I do think it's important to eat and like I th- actually think we all do ourselves a misjustice when we think to keep working through is gonna be the best way like especially it just sound like it's quite a long like afternoon like it's not like you're finishing at four or five, like you said, like it can be up to seven. So that is a mm-hmm. long time to be working. So to try and make sure you're as productive as possible in that time, having like lunch is important. And, you know, I've been having to do this myself now that it's just me. Like I've actually been blocking mine out so that I don't get like client calls over it. And when people I yeah. do stuff, like I'm really trying to set that boundary because I'm like, it's easy to just stay inside and do nothing. But I'm like, actually if I want to be performing at my best in the afternoon, I do believe especially if you like you said you're spending all that time on the screen it's like you just need to not look at the screen like just go outside your front door and look at like mm. have, a, have a cracker and a bit of cheese on the front step looking out at something you know what I mean Like, I just, oh, you're not allowed to have cheese but you know what I mean like, I don't care what you I just want you to like get a break
1: <laughs> no you're right and I would be telling anyone else who said what I've said to you now the same thing, so yeah, I get that. What have you been figuring out?
0: So I have been figuring out pensions, all oh, the joy. So, oh my
1: god, I, I hate know, pensions. I know you hate Ugh. pensions,
0: but I'm ma- massively passionate that as women, it's really important. As men and women, it's extra important that we think about our financial future. And the the when I did I did a wheel of life at the beginning of the year. And the one thing financially that I was like is a mess that's been on my list for ages is the pensions because I am the millennial dream, we would say, as in she's, I've gone from job to job. So I now currently have four pensions from the last four jobs, which,
1: go on, I could hear
0: you. No, I, 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 I was dying, <laughs> just like, I can't deal with this. And this is the problem. But guess,
1: this is. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea what I've got where.
0: Exactly, and that's why I'm talking about it, because I know, one, it's really important, but I know, actually, the situation most millennials are in is more complicated than ever before, because people Mm. didn't used to move jobs as often. Mm. And actually, with the government, you know, putting um, placements, putting, like, auto-enrolment in, it meant more people did start to put into their pension. But what it's meant for so many people is they've got lost parts, and they're all over the shop,
1: yeah. It's really annoying actually with this new role. Um, they were like, We have to auto enroll you. You have to pay for the first month. Yeah. And then if you want to cancel it, you can. And so I'm basically just gonna lose however much money because I'm I'm probably never gonna find that money again because I've said I don't want to because it's a contract. I don't want mm-hmm. to be paying in for like five, six months. Yeah. It's just pointless to me. And right now I I want that money now. I know you probably disagree but um yeah so i yeah it's so what what have you been
0: so i don't disagree
1: if you're doing a very short contract
0: it's fine like you don't have to do it that's absolutely fine but what you should just do is find the details and literally as soon as you or get out of it find out if you can just take the money back out i don't i don't know the rules it might be if not just move it to somewhere what you definitely should absolutely do is move it to another pension that you actually know exists so have you got one that exists, that another one that you know of? <laughs> this just sounds so stressful. I know. Well, all I'm saying is don't lose, yeah. don't lose the money. That's what I'm saying, is don't lose it. But yes, yeah, so I have four, I know three of them, three of them I can log into. I've got one that I know the name of it. Do I know my number for it? No. Do I know how much is in it? No. Do I have a login for it? No. So I decided this week to start to actually have a conversation with a financial planner to try and understand really what a financial planner could do to help me and then for me to try and work out should I just be doing this pension stuff DIY and working out myself or should I just pay someone to just do it and just go that way so that's where I've got to and I think like that's also me just having a realization which is we can't do everything and sometimes you have to just be like I need to get the support and the help to do it and if you are someone that is... Like, there are also, I think there are some... Um, there are some resources to help you try and, like, find your lost pensions. But this is just, like, a massive shout-out. Like, every single person that's listening, if you have paid your money into someone, a pension somewhere, you need to find it. And you need to know how much it's in. And then... Because you can't even move forward. You can't even be trying to say, like, what is going to happen in the future. If you don't know where they all are, you don't know how much is in them. But it is scary what so many states millennial women are in can you pay someone to find them yeah i i'm not 100 percent sure um right. i think this is what we I, we can look and i will try and put something in the show notes that says what to do to try. I, I think there are services now that you can mm. do to help people because i think people basically just need your it's all attached to your national insurance number all right so I I, yeah so i'm pretty sure you probably can find someone that will be able to do it i just don't want to like this is not financial advice. I'm not a financial advisor, etc. So that's why I'm like, don't want to promise to something that I don't know. Disclaimer. I, I know, <laughs> but it just it is a massive issue because I just think this is not what our parents had to deal with. Our parents probably had one job for X amount of years. They could have changed, but they'd have been like, oh, I've had two or th-. like not, I've had five in six years, and that's why then everyone loses them. And that's only half the battle. Then there's actually what do I do once I've got this part? But I went to the, an event at the end of last year. And it it was just like astonishing just like how low the number of it, like how much money like most men or women had in their pension. And it was just like, you're gonna, how are you gonna live when you're old? Like literally what do you actually think is gonna be keeping you, like paying for you? Because who knows what state, the state pension is gonna be in. We have no idea what it's gonna be like by then. So we have a responsibility that we have to get to grips with pensions. Mm. she's literally looking at me like (laughs) but
1: we are going to be doing (laughs) like a teenager like (laughs) uh, whatever (laughs) no but can I just just I know when we've spoken about pensions before I don't think about that far ahead and I don't want to think about that far ahead and this is like the rebel bit of me in that four tendencies whatever we did like I just I'm like it'll be fine and that's how I genuinely feel, and that may be very naive. And I fully support you, and we have very different relationships with money. But it actually depresses me thinking about pensions. It's like I'm thinking about death. It's like someone yeah. says, "Like, do you mind just thinking about that bit where you're about to die and like how you're gonna like keep yourself going?" Where is it's weird? It trigger it really triggers me, and it's it's funny.
0: Whereas what you actually need to think of is it's not the end because you're probably gonna live to hundred. <laughs> so the actual actual reality (laughs) is what are you gonna are we unless you're gonna keep on working for and don't get me wrong because that's something that makes me laugh I really do pay attention to my pension but I'm probably gonna be that person that's 80 that's just like yeah I'm still working (laughs) (laughs) like let's be real but do you know what I would rather have that as an option I'd rather be working optionally rather than actually what we're seeing now is people that are forced to work
1: yeah, no, I, no I, and I, I know deep down on some level where I'm a sensible adult, you're right, but with this subject, my teenager rises up and she's right. like, I mm, don't want to do that. Well, I
0: think even as a rebel, all I would say is, <laughs> um, all I would say is just at least know where they are. Even if you're not going to do anything else, just please make sure you just find out are. where they are and like have access to them. Because I just think all <laughs> the ones that are just lost swimming out in the ocean that's how I imagine them swimming around
1: right I'll find I'll find them I promise okay. good right well um I've been well we we actually had a, a quite nice link with what I've been reading this week because um we had Gina Swire on way back when in the 60s 61 uh wow. we'll put the link um and she's, I say obvious, sorry, I, I'm just assuming though you know who she is, but she's a self-love expert, um, and so that's what she spoke about on the episode, it was a really, really great episode, um, and she actually had a, um article featured in Cosmopolitan, um, and it's, you know, just a lovely article entitled, How to Love Yourself More, and um, with the kind of subline of every, every relationship you have is based off the relationship you have with yourself. Great. And <laughs> I think, yeah, it is very true. And, um, you know, like, uh, they asked Gina, like, uh, so what does it mean to really love yourself? She says, loving yourself, isn't all about bubble baths and pedicures, everything in life boils down to self-love. Um, every relationship you have with friends, romantic partners, family, clients is based off your relationship with yourself. Self-love is also very much about being able to sit with the parts of you that you do not love and I know I keep talking about shadow and self um, in episodes but also about my physical body, something that if I'm honest I've never truly loved and the more I'm working, so I'm actually doing Gina's 12 um, Steps to Self-Love Transformation at the minute, and the more I'm really putting a spotlight on that, the more, I don't know, I've just had a few thoughts recently where I'm like, what What am I waiting for to love my body? Mm. Like, I, I had this it because I, <laughs> I feel like I'm letting you into my mind now, everyone. I have this vision this future self vision of me and I'm getting on a plane and I'm sitting in first class and I'm wearing a camel turtleneck sleeveless dress that goes like just below my knees with some sight slits on the side and this beautiful raspberry wool coat and I have my hair up in this beautiful kind of messy bun on my head and that is like my vision of me in a few years and my I don't know where it came from but it came to me and then my first thought went to oh but you can't wear that camel dress if you've got a tummy still (laughs) because that's the only real part of me because I have a big bum big thighs and that's fine because the dress will kind of go around me on that but my tummy would stick out and so for the life of me I was thinking right how do I get rid of this tummy and then I just was like well actually how do I get a dress that's more flattering Mm -hmm. so now when I think of that woman the dress isn't as tight fitting as maybe I feel like it should have been and so yeah it's just I think, you know, we we speak about self-love, self-care quite a lot on the podcast. Um, I'll put the link to Gina's article. Um, Some of you may have heard it before, it might be a refresher. Some of you may need to hear some of the things. But, yeah, it's something that um, I'm facing up to the fact that I don't have much of and that I need to get it sorted.
0: Well, I'm not happy with the fact that she's basically just trashed my self-care Sundays with, like, no... (laughs) No bubble bath, no pedicures. I was like, literally, what do I do on Sunday? <laughs> I have a bath every Sunday now. I have a bubble bath, which is like a massive, massive change in my life because I would mm. never have sat in the bath. And every no other bath. week, I've got a little shellac machine. So I do my nails, it makes me feel good. But now she's telling me a whole load of
1: hoopah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think she's saying it, that those are welcome, but it goes deeper than that. And okay. I think, um, yeah I think I think that's the thing um and and, you know she talks about how self-love isn't selfish and I think that's an issue that we have as women as well isn't it um but yeah we'll link to her past episode we'll link to the article so you can have a little look at that
0: okay and this week I have been reading a super super tiny book (laughs) (laughs) um um, again on on the old money theme but we are currently planning on doing a whole money series. So I'm delving in to make sure we're trying to find some of the best women to come and talk to you all. And this mm. actual book was gifted to me by Murky Books, which is the publishing house run by Stormzy. Is that yeah, Stormzy? That's right.
1: Very cool. Very cool. Very
0: cool. And so they've got this series of like um, very small pocket-sized books that are all how-to. And so the one I've just finished reading was called How to Save It, Fix Your Finances by um Bola Sol. And it was very much an quite um easy read. So I think it's like a hundred and something, I'm trying to look now, 120 pages, but it's like a small, it's nowhere like trying to read 120 from a normal book. And it covers a lot of the things you'd expect. So it talks about budgeting, saving, debt, a little bit of credit, investment, and then our actual financial wellness. So it's quite, I would say, like it's a nice intro type of book for someone. If you've never been budgeting before, you've maybe got a bit of debt, you're trying to save. And um, she is British, so it's nice. Again, I think we find a lot of money books quite often can be American. And it doesn't make a massive difference, but I do think it is nice to try and find some books that you read, particularly on money, that are just in your currency,
1: and oh 100% and also
0: just little things then it means like they're not mentioning like for I just hate for me like one of the biggest
1: things are <gasps> like 401k I knew you were gonna say that because I'm like we don't have that here and it confuses me so much yeah, yeah. So
0: it's just a nice book, but I will be reading the rest of the series. I think there's a few more and be sharing them. But as I said, we are going to be doing a money series and getting some experts to come and help us delve, dive, delve, dive deeper into all the topics. (laughs) But um, (laughs) if you just wanted a nice little, What makes me laugh is these books are clearly like to pop in your
1: handbag, but who uses their handbag anymore? (laughs) Gathering dust, love, gathering dust. (laughs) well no again and I think it's um you know some of the books that we do talk about are a bit more for the heavy hitters people who've had different places and I think this sounds like a book that if you're you know kind of starting on your journey or need a refresher or or just literally don't have time to read a bigger book it sounds like a a great place to to start with that one so little and tiny (laughs) Well, I might need to read that because I feel like I've got no time at the minutes. I've got so little time that I'm not watching any new telly, like I said last time. So blooming boring. So I'm actually, what, <laughs> now I'm saying it, I feel like so sad, but it's very interesting. It. So, just a bit of background. So, I have my own organization, Tadar.org, that I started off as this kind of startup, Silicon Valley dreams, that sort of thing. And as time has gone on, I've really been questioning is that what A, I want, and B, what the organization actually is? Or am I, what I keep saying to myself, trying to fit a square peg into a round hole? So, I'm on that journey at the minute, really trying to figure out what what is it that best serves both the organization and me and i remember seeing this guy come up randomly on the internet i don't know over the years um he runs a, cha- a charity called charity water and in a nutshell i basically watched the story of the charity and i really recommend it. it's 20 minutes but i really recommend it it's really it's not all about him it, it's about a, the bigger picture but in a nutshell, he um, starts off when he's a little boy, his mum gets carbon monoxide poisoning in a new house they live in. She survives, but then her immune system is ruined. So her whole life, she has to wear masks and she's allergic to everything. So he becomes the carer and he has this um, dream of being a doctor to help people like her when he grows up. And then as what happens sometimes with children who have lost their childhood for some reason, he kind of goes the opposite. So he goes to New York, he becomes a nightclub promoter, and his whole life is drinks and drugs for 10 years. Um, And then one day, he just is like, I cannot do this anymore. He has to pay a charity to volunteer with them because they're like, you are a bit of a mess, we're not sure we want you volunteering with us, and he ends up on this ship that goes around the coast um, of countries within Africa, Um, and it um, helps people who have um, like benign tumours on their face and body, and it's either stopping them from like breathing, or you know, just living a normal life, or stopping them from being harmed because people think there's a spiritual curse on them or, or something like that um and through that he kind of realizes that the water these people are drinking is absolutely disgustingly filthy it's mm. filled with bugs filled with worms filled with parasites mm. the dogs and the pigs just share the same water um it's brown it is brown and filthy and you know it's putting it's connecting these two things you know like why in countries in Africa are there so many more benign tumors on faces than there are in the western world is it because we have clean water is it because we have that privilege and so basically in a nutshell he then kind of goes off to um start this charity and I think, yeah, it just got me thinking a lot about, and we spoke about this a few episodes ago, about purpose and abundance. And um, if you listen every week, you'll know the journey I'm going on at the minute with this part of my life. Um, But it really is thinking about, you know, how much money do I need? How much money do I want? What do I want my day-to-day to look like? What do I... Want to leave as a legacy in this world. And that's fine if the answer is I want to earn 20 grand a year. I don't get, care about a legacy. And I just want to go to a job nine till five and enjoy my weekends. Totally fine. It's also fine if you want to be a billionaire and have like a Fortune 500 company and work 70 hours a week. It doesn't matter. But me and Sherelle talk about this so much is figuring out what is best for you, what you want and so it's a really lovely video for us to think about the state of the world and be appalled at the fact that not every human being has access to clean water which absolutely blows my mind I still don't understand I, I mm-hmm. genuinely do not understand how that is a thing and how we are letting human beings like us die from the most basic basic thing but also about you know do we want to make change in the world and? if we do what is that and and how would we want to do that and um they're like business model is 100 the donations go to the actual charity and they actually get basically like rich people to fund the overheads nice. um so yeah it was just uh, you know it kept me um watching for 20 minutes like it was really interesting and, and really to and lots of footage of him like actually showing like where the money goes and and the issues and stuff um and just as a person i think he's really inspirational so if you're feeling a bit like in a rut or you just need someone to look to and like really um you know understand like what you want out of life then yeah i highly recommend it
0: Mm, sounds good i think i actually will you where did you watch it on
1: it's on the website, but I'll put the link okay. in the Perfect.
0: yeah. I will definitely go and check that one out. And for your life prompt at the end, I am gonna challenge granny granny Verity. And <laughs> isn't that bad we call you granny, oh, even though it's just old lady Verity? I know. It's because Why? you were like like, I don't want to think about me as an old lady. And I'm like, Well, no, we need to think about old lady you. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to think oh. about because you might not be that old when you retire. So the actual question is when do I want to retire like what age do I want to retire and what type of life do I want because you could decide to be one of these fire which is the financially independent retire early people you might be like I'm going to be it's going to be 40 that that woman that you imagined jumping on that jet could be in only a few years time and I think that's the thing we have such a block around retirement because we pushed it so far back but that again is a choice. And the actions we make mm. now do impact that. So it was when do I want to retire? And what type of life do I want to have when I retire? Mm.
1: And
0: mm-hmm. I'm gonna actually make sure about you yeah. do this. So oh. no escaping. I know she's literally
1: I'm proper teenager stay with you, aren't I? I, she, I
0: feel like I literally am like a mum. <laughs> Like I'm the boring one. Come on, whipping you into shape. But no, I'm I hope... just
1: want to be present. I just want to live my life now. No,
0: and also so. I think it is really, really important to be present. And I that. No, I, I know you this. do. I know. Um... And actually, by doing this thinking, it, for me, it's just like if you do it once then you don't probably have to do it again for quite a long time that's actually the point of it is it's not something we should be thinking about all the time but again like we've said numerous times trying to figure out actually what we want and getting that clear once you've done that work you can probably leave it for years but you do have to do that original work that's all
1: i get it i'm with you i'll behave (laughs) i'll do the tests Or
0: hopefully you listening are also going to behave and do the task and let me know. I'm also really excited because I've been in some... I had some very co- interesting conversations over the last week or two around like the fire movement and people retiring and the people that are like I want to retire at 35 and as I said I imagine I'm going to be 80 and still working. So actually just like drop us a message, let us know what age you actually would you be like I just want to retire now. Like what is the dream? What are you trying to achieve? So you can as always send us a DM at free and figuring it out on um, Instagram or you can send us a message at free and figuring it out at gmail.com. We'll be back next Friday with enough episodes for you and it will be just before valentine's
1: Ooh.
0: oh yeah so come <laughs> back tune in we look forward to talking to you and we will see you next week